What's going on, everybody? This is Legion of Raw. We are once again here. We are live, ladies and gentlemen. I am Dr. Chris Featherstone. It's Monday night, ladies and gentlemen. This right here is Vince Russo. We're here to have fun once again. How you doing, my man? I'm doing all right. How are you, Dr. Chris? I'm good, man. I'm uh, doing well. I am. Uh, um, I'm tired. I'm tired. I had a long day. Uh, I was okay, man. I, I was okay um, until about eight eight thirty. Around eight thirty is when I start start watching Raw. About thirty minutes after, and uh, man, I uh, was struggling, man. To be honest with you, I was I was struggling watching that thing, but. I was playing dominoes on my phone and uh, <laughs> got me through yeah. it. So it's thank you, tough, dominoes. Chris. It's tough, man. It's 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 real tough watching this show. I mean, it really is. And what's what's even tougher is I don't know what we're supposed to talk about when the show is over, bro. We we said it last week, Chris. They are they are televising house shows. I mean, sure to the is. point of you know babies up at the end. No cliffhanger, no reason to tune in to next week. They they are just showing house shows, bro. I mean, yep. I was thinking the same exact thing today with the lack of cliffhangers. With the lack of a cliffhanger at the end, I, I saw the end of that and I said, okay, why am I watching this next week? What, what about this show? Is going to intrigue me to watch next week. The only thing, really, the only thing, really, they had leading up to next week was two matches: was Dewdrop and Eva, and Miz and Morrison. We'll get to both of them. So, either of them, why? I mean, <laughs> why do I care? Because here's the thing: it's not. It's it's a it's a match. It's not really culminating. There's there's two stories that's been booked very poorly. And two, it's not it's not going to be like a like the pinnacle or the culmination match because we're going to see both matches another 18 times. And so yeah. if I miss next week, what exactly I'm going to miss ultimately and knowing that these matches are going to happen over and over and over and over and over. Yeah, and, and bro, that's what they're doing. And Chris, you know, we were talking about this months and months and months ago. They're they're literally booking matches so they could book other matches off of them, either on the same show or the following week. Yes. That, that's God, Bro, I swear to God, USA Network, these executives have to be absolutely clueless. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're watching SummerSlam. Okay, bro, so now SmackDown has Brock. Now SmackDown has Becky. And like, what do we have on this show? They got Roman too, and they had Cena for a second. So it was it was Fox was stacked, man. <laughs> and so it's just, I, I was thinking about that uh, this past weekend. I said, man, like after everything that happened on SmackDown, which I'll talk about on my show tomorrow, Pancakes and Power Slams, how much I just despised. Uh, Becky Lynch being uh, brought back at the expense of Bianca Belair. That was just absolutely terrible idea. But at the same time, it's still it's still people it's still leading people to say, okay, so Becky Lynch is a champ, but she's on SmackDown. Brock Lesnar returned after a while, but he's on SmackDown. So Roman Reigns 
smashed, stacked John Cena, smashed him. Buddies on SmackDown. So after all of this weekend, there's nothing about what happens except for maybe Charlotte Flair winning the title for the 12th time, which isn't going to really draw people to Raw. But most of everything that happened on Survivor Series leads us past Raw to Friday. So it, it just jumped Raw. And people are going to be more intrigued to, on Friday, you know, to rather than today. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we got an MVP promo with Bobby Lashley interrupted by Damian Priest. I will say this: I will. I'm a big fan of uh, uh, healing it up for the crowd the right way. MVP is a good promo. He's you know he's he's a veteran in the game, and I was like, okay, I'll give him that. At least he was healing it up. At least he. Because people started to cheer Bobby Lashley over the past, you know, weeks, several weeks, because there's nothing about Bobby Lashley that's why am I booing him? Like he he brought he brought in the woman. He's he's jacked to what the about max. The suit, the suit. Would you be booing him because of the suit, the arm? You know what? It's it's fashion, man. He you know he's he's a fashion guy. Yeah, man. no, he, I, I like. As a matter <laughs> of fact, that that's what I put over in this in this whole thing, bro. Bro, listen, I'm not I'm not on the same page with you as an MVP because, bro, it's like. MVP, guys like MVP, nothing against them, bro. I'm going to say this again. They don't write the show. But guys like MVP and Paul Heyman cut the same tired promo every (laughs) week. What I did put over that I like more than anything in this this segment, I like Priest's gear. I like his gear. I thought his new gear was pretty cool. Bro, they 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 got us. Bro, the only the only time you hear the word cowards in 2021 is on a wrestling show. They, they, n- nobody calls anybody a coward anywhere. Yeah. That's Vince, bro. Like that's they they got to come up with some better terms. I agree bro. with that. I agree with that. Oh, I will say at God. least it got some heat because I'm my, my, when I was looking at that, I said. Bobby Lassie needs to get heat. Like he's 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 been getting cheered, especially with the go with Goldberg coming in. Like he's been people people's enjoyed his dominance. So people San Diego was booing. So at least they weren't like smart marks. They at least yeah. they were booing. I said, okay, at least he's getting heat finally yeah. to, to to build up some type of baby face because he's been on a terror for the past five months, which I like. I appreciate that. And we were booking that even you and I. Uh, months ago that he should stay champ for for yeah. a long time so he's been champ five months now so i will put i will put them over for that for keeping him champ yeah and so i was like okay he needs at this point now he's a he's a heel he needs to keep on his reign of terror and eventually build up to whomever babyface you know dethrones him we'll see where that goes but i wasn't really a big fan for priest to come out though I mean, he he just won the United States Championship. Why would you kind of cross them to together? Because, as if Priest bro, is going to be in the WWE well, Championship because of where this goes. We're going to have a match. We're not going to beat anybody, and we're going to turn it into a four a, a tag match, and right. it's going to eat practically the first hour of the show. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Chris, that that's what we're talking about. I mean, that's exactly what. Oh, champion versus champion. Oh, ooh, ah. Right. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, it's gonna it's gonna turn into a tag like. 
the writing was on the gosh. wall from the very beginning. I mean, it, it was. It, it was. I was. I was waiting oh. to get like more than one segment from this. You know, but I'm just like, where does this go in the weeks to come? Chris, I got to ask you a question, man. I'm watching. You know, Nick Khan's out there doing a lot of talking, and I am a fan of Nick Khan because, bro, I'm a fan of anybody that can make that kind of money. Mm-hmm. Nick Khan is a good, solid businessman. But I'm I'm really starting to wonder, and maybe you could answer this question. Do you you think Nick Khan has any idea of how bad this show is? No, he's looking at numbers. He's he's a he's a business guy. I I, I would highly doubt that Nick Khan is like a weekly wrestling watcher. I mean, yeah. he he's looking at just numbers. Like that's the reason why this NXT stuff is just going awry. That's the thing he did. That's the reason why he didn't care about traditional pay per view days. You know, the reason why SummerSlam is on the Saturday is because he's from Vegas, and he's like, okay, well, hey, they're looking for areas where tourism is and how they can boost it. Nick Khan said, hey, I'm from Vegas. Let's let's do this. Let's do it on a Saturday night. There's it's a high tourism state. Boom! There you go. SummerSlam's on a Saturday. They're doing the same thing with uh, January 1st. Just some random January 1st pay-per-view is going to be in Atlanta because it's expected to have over 300,000 people in Atlanta. So he's just looking at business. He's like, well, okay, well, I don't care. Why is it going to be 300,000 people in Atlanta on the January? Uh, New Year's Day. Just, oh, I mean, okay. it's like he's, look, he's looking at high tourism uh, yeah. cities, Atlanta, New York, Chicago, you know, high tourism states around uh, on New Year's Day. And it's a Saturday. So, you know, people are going to be coming from Atlanta and things like that. And so uh, c- coming to Atlanta. And so he's just, I mean, he's, that's, he's a businessman, you know what yeah. I mean? So he's like, okay, look, I don't care about your Saturday traditional you know, be, uh, days. I don't care about your, you know, it, it, it was at eight o'clock. It, it was at seven o'clock for a second. And then it went to eight for years and it went back to seven. Now he's like, look, eight o'clock. Vegas time is five o'clock. I don't care. We're gonna we're gonna do these things to make it happen. NXT uh, change is coming up, so you know I doubt that Khan really just kind of focuses on the show. You know, every week he's looking at ratings, he's looking at numbers, he's looking at digital uh, impressions. That's that's one thing that he's really big on is the digital impressions. So yeah. he's yeah. businessman. Yeah, yeah. Um, we get uh, like you said. I mean, it, it, this draws out. Yeah, uh, I mean, bro, we're we're literally talking about by the time this mess is over, they've eaten up forty two minutes. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it is. And again, at the end of the day, Lashley walks out from Sheamus. Priest looks at Lashley on the ramp as if something else is going on with them. I'm like, I don't mind a Sheamus-Drew angle just because they're feeding Drew heels uh, to kind of keep his cheers going on, which they did with gender. And it, it was effective because people were trying to troll him and boo him. But he was getting – he started to get cheers again with gender. So I'm okay with Drew staying away from the title picture in exchange for heels that legitimately get heat. Um, there's – very few of those uh, on WWE is all types of 50-50 and people heels aren't being booked correctly. They're getting cheered. But the, I also thought in my head, like, are they going back to the Drew title picture well again? And I'm like, as much as I'm a Drew guy, I don't think, I think it's just too early to me because he started to get the booze 
because of being in the title picture for so long. Yeah. If they put him back in there, I think I'll think of the backlash, honestly. So who's next? Who's next? Uh <laughs> Gage. Gage. Goldberg, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Bro, the only thing I could see with Lashley is, and I don't even know what show these people are on anymore. What what show is Big E on? Uh, Money in the Bank winner first uh, SmackDown. He's he's on SmackDown. Yeah. So okay. So so who? But he can who, cash in in any in brand though. He can cash in. Yeah, that's the only thing I see. I, I I could see a Big E feuding with Lashley. I can't see anybody else besides that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I can't see any. Who who else, bro? Damian Priest. Come on. Oh, no, no way. You know, I, I like Priest, but no, 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 no. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I actually thought that Big E was going to cash in uh, on Lashley during the Kofi um, uh, match. I thought yeah. that, you know, the New Day could have jumped Lashley after, after Kofi destroyed him, or they could have done it on the day after on um on raw and then biggie could have cashed in i actually thought it would have been kind of cool if biggie would have cashed in a roman on smackdown uh, on SummerSlam after lesnar gives roman an f5 because that would have protect roman and i don't think the roman lesnar feud doesn't need a belt i don't think that needs a belt i mean you have you have paul Heyman as the storyline right there this doesn't yeah. need a belt. That would have been really good for Biggie to cash in at that time. Oh yeah, bro. We got uh yeah. we got uh we got six months of overacting by Paul Heyman that I yes. can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait to watch that. Can't wait. Oh those those priceless facials, bro. That oh geez, I can't wait to watch six months. You gotta hold the belt. This yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, bro. I can't. Oh, I wait with baited breath. <laughs> yes, indeed, man. Uh, next, we have uh, the Dewdrop interview. Uh, and she gets attacked by Eva Marie, Vince. This is, uh, I know this is one of your favorite segments. Of well, and bro, they have the match next week. This should have That's been, it. yeah, that was been six months. Like, this, this should yeah. have been, this, this was a mess from the get go. It was a mess from the get. And remember, just last week, she slapped the taste out of Dewdrop's mouth, and Dewdrop did nothing. Yeah. But now yeah. we're gonna, yeah, okay, bro. Whatever. And why is the, yeah to your point? Why is the build? Why is the culmination of this on just an episode of Raw? I just I don't understand. You have Extreme Rules next next. Because here's the thing: they keep oversaturating us with these matches, and then on the pay per view, we usually see like the sixth match yeah. of the series of matches. Yeah. Why do we even care if on the pay per view matches like the sixth match we've seen already? I can see that with Eva Marie and Dewdrop. I can see them again going over and over and over. And then extreme rules, they're going to gimmick it up because yeah. they've had so many matches. Somehow this match is going to be a, a tables match or some gimmick after all these matches they've already had. It just dilutes my interest every single week. Right. If they keep giving me matches rather than the story. Right. Yeah. And why in God's name? She's in a feud with Eva Marie now, and you know, yada 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 yada. Why in God's name would she keep the name Eva Marie gave her? Like, yeah, what, oh, what, I like that, the name. Like, is that like? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. oh, by the way, I like the name. Yeah, bro. I mean, yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, next, we get uh, Karrion Cross uh, defeating Ricochet. He comes in in some type of. This um, has to be a rib, right? A lo- I, it's I, a lord, 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 humongous. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, you're this right. has to be a 100% rib, right? No, <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah. Lord, humongous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's right. got- Hold on, Chris. That isn't that is another item to sell at the merch table, bro. The, kid. the uh, lord, humongous okay. max. Ladies oh, and my gosh, bro. He went back to the uh, the Continental Wrestling Association days with the Lord Humongous mask. He almost and, freaking killed Ricochet on one of those moves. Oh yeah, that that's uh, oh god, Sambo suplex. Yes, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it, it's man, I tell you. And then the 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 straps that he had too, like as yeah. if that's going to add to his gimmick. Like you know what, just. You know, what makes it even worse is that not only are you going to have the Lord Humongous mask, but the whole match, you're going to be adjusting your red straps throughout the match. You win the match, and instead of, like, legitimately celebrating, you're still adjusting your red straps before you raise your hand. Yep. This has to be a rib, man, and it has to be a rib because it it was so flat. The, the San Diego crowd was so flat. People just don't care about how they're booking carrying across. It just, okay. And at the end of the day, you're trying to build a heel. First of all, you made him lost. You made him lose to someone who's has one of the worst one loss records on raw this whole year of Jeff Hardy. Right. And then he lost to Keith Lee who also has a very abysmal win-loss record this year. And then and, he lose this mojo this past weekend. And how, how are we getting built? And speaking of Keith Lee, bro, he has not been back since that victory. It's been three weeks now. Wow. The, he won. He won, and we have not seen him in three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've been poorly booking Keith Lee yeah. for the whole year, but it's like – you're going back and forth with Karrion Cross. How in the world is this building him? And then there's talks of Scarlet, you know, Bordeaux coming back after he <clears throat> gets into some type of rage or something. But it doesn't even seem like that's going to happen anymore. And it's just like this, this has to be, we've talked about this before. This has to be one of those, okay, Triple H, I'll give your guy a chance. I'll put him on the main roster, all right. Oh, yeah, I'll put him on here, all right. But I'm going to make sure that he is very demoralized and has no type of shot of getting any type of ability to be a star on this show. And that's what we've seen with Karrion Cross. The fans don't even – they don't even care. They don't even care. And it's just – it makes it really sad to see because I think – I mean, he, he has a good look to him. But I mean, and he's decent in the ring, but people don't care, Vince. Nope. I, I swear, Chris, I think about like if I even work there for a night, like literally, like if I, I, I think about like if I was at that show, like I, I, I just, I, 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 it would be impossible. It would it would just be impossible, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's 
I, I couldn't imagine. <clears throat> I was thinking about this today. I was at the gym thinking about this today. And I was like, you know what? I probably wouldn't last five minutes on creative. No, no. Because you know how I am about Endgame, right? And so I would question so many things, and yeah. we wouldn't be able to get past anything, anything on a creative minute because I'd be like, okay, so Logan Paul on Moist TV. We know that Logan, Logan Paul gets booed out the building every time he steps foot in WWE ring. But he's being billed as the babyface. Why is he on there? What are we doing? Why 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 is he a part of this thing? I know that you're trying to use his celebrity, but at the same time, why can't you use him in a better way? Why can't you have him heal it up and use him in a better way if you want to cross brand? But Chris, that's the same thing. That's the thing, too. Like, okay, bro, I'm trying to use his celebrity. And he's one of the cool kids. Mm -hmm. So say, say, bro, he brings his audience over to Raw. Say 10 million people show up, Logan Paul fans, to watch this show. Bro, this is the most uncoolest, unhip show perhaps in the history of television. So you're bringing this really cool dude with yeah. a massive following. And what the idea is, he's going to bring his people over and they're going to get hooked to this show like that. That's the idea, bro. Like, are you out of your mind, bro? And that's, and that's very, and, and that's, and the delusion of that Vince is that Vince or somebody believes that that probably will happen. Oh, we're going to catch him. We're going to catch his audience. And that moist TV segment was the awkwardest, one of the awkwardest yeah. things on raw. And if I'm watching this, I'm embarrassed. Like, I'm like, man, what is this? I wouldn't last. I wouldn't have last through that entire segment. I wouldn't last through that well, segment. Well, bro, let's not forget. Let's not forget, obviously, they maintain the Bad Bunny audience, right? When Bad Bunny left, all his fans stayed there. They're still, oh, my sure. God. Like, really, after, after WrestleMania, they had a the worst rating in, in WWE Raw history. Yeah, sure. His, his, and, 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 and then you got the same thing here, bro. This turns into uh, – uh, you know, Xavier Woods. I mean, and this, this whole thing just went on forever. Yeah. So, so Miz turns on Morrison, before, bro. Oh, I got a presentation before you do that. Okay. <clears throat> so, Xavier Woods defeats the Miz. He once again, there's, there's, there's argument in the back beforehand, and he loses against the Miz. There's some, uh, some misunderstanding again. They go around and they squirt their their uh, 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 dripsticks and they're squirting them to the fans as of their baby faces. Like so, this was very very clear. So I did this. I did a quick five slide uh, trip down memory lane. Okay, as you know, Vince, I'm a huge wrestling fan. I've been a wrestling fan for 35 years. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I've even watched wrestling, uh, you know, backlogged wrestling, you know, 10 years, 15 years before that. So I said, you know what? This is clearly among 
one of the greatest heel turns or one of the greatest tag team turns in the history of professional wrestling. It overshadows Scott Steiner beating uh beating up his brother Rick Steiner. He's Rick Steiner's in the dog face gremlin. He's in the dog stands. He gets a big club from Scott Steiner. It, yes. it beats that. It beats that, Vince. Yes. It beats the barbershop. We, it, oh, it, yeah. It pales oh, in boy. comparison oh, yeah. to the barbershop gimmick. Yes. Okay? Oh, yeah. The 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 super kick heard around the world, that barbershop glass pane over there. Yep. Done in a yep. matter of seconds. Yeah. With Marty, uh, Marty Gennetti's face signatured all over it. Okay? Yes. Uh oh. It beats Wyndham turning on Luger. Oh right? yeah, yeah. When Wyndham joins the four horsemen, he's he's going for the hot tag, Vince. Yeah. Luger's outside. Wyndham's like, where the heck is he? Where where is he? Yes. He forces the tag. He brings him in the ring. He slams him. He gets a lariat hurt around the world. Yes. Yes. And then he walks out. With JJ Dillon. And that starts the black glove, Barry Wyndham. Yes. I remember I was I remember I was a kid, man, with this. It beats the Road Warriors turning on Dusty. Yeah. Dusty, baby. It, yeah. It, 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 the spike segment, I, I was utterly just in shambles when I saw this. But it, yeah. but this this Miz and Morrison, it beats this. It beats the Road Warriors turning on Dusty Rhodes. And finally, Vince, it beats the horseman turning on Sting. All right, class of the champions. Sting wants a world title match. He he he's the number one contender. He said, "Yeah, I, I want my title match." And Oli's he's strong on him. I'm like, no, you're not going to get it, right? So he gets jumped by the horseman, ladies and gentlemen. Sting does not get his title match immediately. He ended up gets, getting hurt. Comes back, Great American Bash, 1990, wins his first world title. But, ladies and gentlemen, the Miz and Morrison trumps all of those tag team turns, friends. There's a and there's a and, and there's a million more. Um, <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> but thank God, thank God, we don't have to wait because we're going to get the match next week. Yes, yes indeed, <laughs> yes indeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's, uh, of course, you know, uh, people know that uh, none of the, <laughs> all of those <laughs> grossly defeats uh, this ridiculous and lackluster Miz turn on the Morrison. On Morrison God, was so flat. This is before <laughs> your time, Chris. I'm going to guess I was 12 or 13. Um, so I'm looking at. I'm going to guess it was, I'm going to say 73. I'm going to say, okay. And I'll never forget, bro. Think of, think about that, bro. That was, so what I'm 60 now. So what, bro, 48 years ago, mm-hmm. 48 years ago, chief J Strongbow was tag team, uh, tag team partners with Spiros Arion. Okay. Okay. Bro. Spiros turns on chief takes the traditional headdress, starts ripping the feathers out and shoving them down. Bro, I've re- 48 years. Are we going to remember what happened? <laughs> Am I going to remember what happened today when I'm 108? 
Am I going to remember when I'm 100 in April? Am I going to remember the turn that took place on the Monday? Turn hard round oh. the world, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, horrible, 2021, Miz and Morrison. Horrible, horrible, yeah. horrible, and, horrible. And that uh, that dusty, that that dusty uh, uh, Road Warriors and Dusty turn up was over 30 years ago. Oh so, yeah, man. you know, almost yep. 35 years ago. Yeah. So it's you know we could still say a turn from you know 88 uh 33 years ago but i mean come on now 33 years from now would be what 2030 what 2054 oh they're gonna be right? talking about it they're gonna, they're gonna be- talk about they're gonna be talking about this turn in 2054 yeah. ladies <laughs> yeah. yes 94 year old vince russo on laser to raw talking about oh yeah remember back in 2021 yes. that Miz turn against yes. the morrison yeah, that's gonna be a part of my slides in 2054, ladies. I can't wait. It's gonna be I can't exciting. Either. Yes. <laughs> uh, we get Nikki ASH and Rhea Ripley backstage. Um, Nikki ASH is after losing the Raw Women's Championship. She doesn't care about Charlotte Flair anymore. She just wants to recruit Rhea Ripley to defeat Shayna Baszler. And not only that, bro, she's coming out all happy, going, yeah. you just lost your title last night. Yeah. Please, can can you guys not get that right? Yeah. Can you not get that right? She lost the title, and she's jumping around and hopping around and happy and smiling. So I get I'm, my t- my takeaway from that is I guess losing the title didn't matter to you, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> which makes me think like how much did you really care about? Uh, how much did you really, really care about having the title, anyways? If you're doing this ASH gimmick and you're almost a superhero, and I can't believe what a terrible way to book her as, as a gimmick because at the same thing, it's like, okay, and st- I'm almost a superhero, I get defeated by my foe, and I'll just forget it. Like, okay, you, you got me. Like, what, what superhero or even almost superhero, like. The bat- Batman gets beat up by the Joker, and all of a sudden he's like, "You know what? Yeah, you got me. You got me. I- I- I've got nothing. I've-, I've got nothing." And bro, the positioning—like, how in God's name is Rhea Ripley a babyface? Now I'm reading today, bro, that they want Becky to be a heel so she could get baby faces over. Really, bro? Like, yeah. I mean, they're they're gonna boo Becky, and 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 how is Rhea Ripley's coming down, slapping hands with people? Right. Like, what what yeah. do we do, bro? This is a uh, bro. I don't even. I don't know what we. Do. Yeah. Hey, man. Look, Bill After is in the building. He said he was here. It's After. How about that, Bill? Apter. I love Bill After, bro. National treasure. He knows how I feel about him. Yeah, after said he was there in 70, I think it was 74. Oh, with Arion? Was, is that what he's talking about? Yeah, he said he was there. I believe it, definitely, yeah. yeah. What yeah. year What year was that, Bill? Was that, he said 74? I think it was 74. Yeah, Michael man, said, I was, I was, was a kid. 74. I was, yeah, bro, 74. Michael said, yeah, I, I was 13 yeah. years old, bro. I forget. Yeah. 
I remember it to this day. I was traumatized, bro. He said he, after said he shot a ton of pics of it. Yeah, see, he knows what I'm talking about, bro. He knows what I'm talking about, man. Bill After in the building, man. Very, very nice guy, man. I love talking on the phone with After. Uh, When I was a journalist, I talked on the phone with After a bunch of times. He gave me some very, very good pointers as a journalist. He does, though, bro. Do not, do not, do not, whatever you do, Chris. Do not ask him to do imitations. <laughs> I've never with after a bunch. Do <laughs> not <laughs> ask him to do any imitations. I've never talked bro. to the phone. I've never did that. I've never, okay. Never. <laughs> okay, bro. Because he'll break into Jerry Lewis and he'll go on talking like Jerry Lewis for three hours, bro. <laughs> All right. But he is Bill After. I always say this. He is a national treasure, bro. There you go. See? There you go. Hey, lady. See? That's all. Get him going. Hey, lady. See? Don't get him going, bro. Don't get him going. You're yeah, never uh, After, we need you on to uh, do your impersonations. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> next, uh, he's laughing. Next, we have, uh, <clears throat> let's see. We have uh, the 24-7 segment, Vince. Um, I mean, where do we <laughs> we go from uh, showing love to Bill After to 24-7? We're talking about we're talking about 74, strong ball heel turn, after's taking picks, and now we got 33, 37 years or 47 years later, we got uh 24-7. And he's and uh and uh Rodney is climbing trees. <laughs> yes, he is flipping over. Okay, moving right along. Yeah, this is uh, uh pretty bad. <clears throat> RK Bro backstage. Um what you got on this, man? I know you like the backstage. I wrote stuff. something I wrote here. What I do. Oh, what <laughs> Riddle saying, what I do something stupid out there. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Next, we have Mansoor. Oh, it, and it's so bad because you and I, Chris, we're sitting here and we're literally watching a house show that is written and played out for children. Yeah. And, and we're sitting here watching it. I, I mean, so I, I don't know like what we're supposed to be saying. All I know is that at, at 10 o'clock at night, 1030 at night, there are no other children's shows on. Why, why is this the only children's show on at 1030 at night? Especially if this. I mean, school started again, Vince. So kids are in bed. I know my kids during the summer, let them stay up later, like 10, 11 o'clock at night. But I mean, nine o'clock, nine thirty. You're, you know, you're in your bed. You're not watching, you know, raw. You're, you don't want to watch raw. They're not, in their bed. They don't want to stay up for gender against um, Mansour. You know, they asked me. Uh, they begged <laughs> me. They said, "Dad, can we see, can we please see Mansour? Please, can we see Mansour?" I Chris, said, you know I what? swear, I, I hate to say this. I, I, I really hate to say this because it's kind of mean spirited. But I'm I'm just being absolutely honest with you, bro. And we're talking about all these great things, and you show, showed all that great footage, uh, you know. And I'm going back to Bill After in 1974 and stuff. I just feel, Chris, when I'm watching this show, I just feel like the majority of the talent 
are like just people trying to be wrestlers, mm-hmm. like acting like like Ali. Ali is acting like a wrestler. Mansoor is. They don't belong, bro. I'm sorry. You, look at look at the guys we were just talking about. Yeah. I mean, Chief J, if anybody knew, you know, the early 70s, what Chief J Strongbow, Strongbow stood for. And then you're talking about Wyndham and Dusty and Sting and yep. Steiner. These people do not be long. What is it? Uh, Sesame Street, one of these things or not? Yes, like the other. man. I'm, <laughs> it's the same thing when, when I'm watching these this tag match. It's the same thing. I'm looking at people, you know, uh, uh, Ripley and Nikki. I'm looking at four people that want to be wrestlers and yeah. are acting like wrestlers. And no, I don't believe you. I yeah. don't. I don't. I, I, I'm not buying any of this. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying any of this, bro. Yeah. And, and my thing is, okay, so we know that you're good we know that you're good in the ring. I mean, like it's, it's, it's like branding and, and, and making yourself stick out above the rest is what sports is. I mean, the reason, like, we know that you're good basketball players, but what makes you stand out from being among all the other basketball but players? Chris, anybody is going to be good at that level. If you're doing that every day, you're yeah, going exactly. to be good. Okay, right. Bro, if, if, if I was if I was training to be a wrestler from, you know, the time I was, you know, 20 years old to the time I was 30 and I'm in there doing it every day, bro, guess what? I'm going to be good too. Okay, right. so like uh, that, that, throw that out there. Who cares? Right. I, I don't care one thing this man saw does in the ring, or I don't care what you're doing in the ring. I don't care. You know why? Because you're all doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so none of it is special. Not a yep. darn thing is special, bro. Yep. yep. What, what mates like Jordan would uh, stick his tongue out while he's doing a gliding dunk. You yes, know what I mean? Like the, he from the free throw from line. the free throw line. You right. know what I mean? That's that's he he made himself stick out above the rest. You know what I mean? It's like you have the greatest of all time being the greatest of all time. You have Larry Bird saying, "You know what? From anywhere, and you know, just like RK out of nowhere, a three pointer out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Larry Bird made himself. You know, Magic Johnson, no look passes. You know, dude, six nine. You know, I mean, you usually get six one, six two. You know, who's has the one spot as a point guard? Magic Johnson's gliding back and forth, no look pass. Boom, to Kareem. There you go, lay it up. He made himself stick out above the rest with the no look passes. More Michael Jordan with the with the dunks, and, and it's like everybody knows they're good basketball players. But they stuck out among the basketball. Bro, you you talk about the no look passes to Kareem. What about the sky hook that he never missed from any place? That exactly. that was Kareem, Doctor J, bro. Yep, yep. And bro, but see, here's the, here's the thing, Chris. And these were the stars, and there were good role players. Bro, I don't even consider these people good role players. <laughs> I mean, I, I, they're, they're like the thirteenth person on the freaking yeah. net. I mean, they, they really are, bro. It's like I, oh my gosh, like, please, man, yeah, yeah. just. Uh. 
On a lighter note, uh, after oh. giving us some love, Vince, uh, he said, uh, take care. I love, I love, love show. Love, it was a great love combo, bros. Take care. Take care. <laughs> Shout out to Bill Apter, man. Uh, a run in from Bill Apter. That was great. All right. Uh, we have Drew McIntyre and Damian Priest backstage, ladies and gentlemen. Um, okay. I, I mean, what, Vince, come on, man. What, what is Damian, Don't look past bro, it. Bro, <laughs> bro, what is Damian Priest's character? What, what is it? What is he's it? Tell me a, what it is. He's an archer. Puerto Rican rock star. Archer, no, he's an archer, though. What's what's the bow and arrow gimmick? He's, uh, he's archer, what? He's uh, <laughs> a fire guy i don't i don't i don't know i, I, like, I put over his outfit i like yeah. the outfit in the opening match but i don't know who is he like what what is he what is he what is damien what is ricochet what is he he's a he's a um, aerial superhero uh, he's the other he's the other ash he's not almost a superhero he's an aerial superhero you know vince i was looking at every segment and one of the things i was thinking about when i was looking at these segments i'm thinking vince give me the skinny on Miz and morrison can't i can't i can't give you i don't think i can give you a skinny on anybody on this show Give me the skinny on Mansoor and Ali. Like, give me the skinny on Charlotte and Alexa Bliss. I just, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, like, if you gave me, give me the skinny on Eva and Dewdrop. You know what I mean? Like, based on what you tell me of what's going on between the synopsis, I wouldn't want to come back and watch that. I just... Hey, so there's a very pretty bigger lady who's uh, being bullied by a very pretty athletic lady, and she slaps her around, and she helped her lose the big pay-per-view, and now they got a match. Oh, yeah, that, that's must-see TV. And that's going to make me want to come back and, next and, week. And now Charlotte Flair is going to play into this being afraid of jilly gimmick yeah <laughs> exactly uh just terrible uh next we have uh well mansoor and jinder mahal i mean like jinder goes from being in a big SummerSlam match yeah to feuding with mansoor and ali who's feuded with mason t-bar for like the past like three years now but bro, think about it. He, he, this is what this is all about. You got Jinder, you got Mansoor, you got Ali, you got Yankee, Cranky, and Hanky. Bro, <laughs> with all these people, you've got a month of matches. That, yeah. That's exactly what this is. You Next week, we'll have Cranky and Yankee yeah. against Ali and Mansoor. Then we'll have Ali against Jinder because tonight was Jinder again. That, that's what it is. It, that, that, this will give them an entire month of, okay, bro, 10 seconds on, 10 minutes on the show. Here it is right here. Yep. I mean, that's exactly what they did with Mason T-Bar. It was just variations every single week, seemingly, of – you know, those four, you know, yep. a tag, and then yep. you got Ali and Mace and T Bar and Mansoor and yep. uh, Mansoor and T Bar and Mace and Ali. It's just, again, 
What's the end game? What what am I buying? What's the buy-in here, Vince? Of variations of people who get 50-50 books. They're not building in here's any what, of them. Bro, here's the buy-in. We're gonna get that big, and, and it'll probably be in about two weeks. Uh, we're gonna get that big Ali um uh, Mansour match. That's that's the that's the end game. Wow. That's what we're getting. We're gonna get that much, much anticipated match. You know what I can see though? I can see Mansoor beating Gender in Saudi because they're going back to Saudi. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every because Mansoor is a Saudi guy. <clears throat> so every time, every time they go to Saudi, he has some big moment. Mansour does he guy. have the uh does he have the buffalo head in Saudi? I am. I'm not sure if he has the buffalo head in Saudi. They might not be able to get that across the border. <laughs> they, they might, yeah. Especially now. Especially. <laughs> 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 oh, I'll never forget. I'll never forget. I was working there. I was working there, bro, and I was just the magazine guy at the time, and I was there for the um, debut of Mantar. And bro, I'm watching Mantar and I'm sitting there and I'm saying, bro, he ain't going to be able to get that head in the ring. <laughs> There's no physical way he's going to be able to get that head in the ring. And sure enough, bro, first night out, he could not get that head in the ring. Wow. <laughs> of course he could. That thing was, a, uh, oh. it was, it was huge, man. Absolutely. Uh, next, we have the Charlotte Flair in-ring promo, and uh, Alexa Bliss. That's his. That's that's her next opponent. Vince, Alexa Bliss comes out with Lily. They get they give each other weird looks, and Charlotte tilts her head a couple times. And we're supposed to be just like glued into this, Vince. We're supposed to be glued into it. Uh, and now they're gonna the Charlotte's now now they're gonna make this Charlotte character be all yeah pokey. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> and we get Rhea Ripley and Nikki ASH defeating Nia Jackson Santa Baszler. That's there. I mean, it's just like we just it's a house show, bro. It's a house show. These are results of a house show. But here's the interesting thing, bro. Bro, we do a show on uh, on my Patreon uh, called Master Shoot Theater where we have uh, Vince McMahon and his right-hand man, Deuce. Uh, and we kind of give you a glimpse of what's what really is happening in Stanford, Connecticut, right? And, bro, Vince has the habit of, like, seeing things like 40 years after the fact and thinking it's new. Uh-huh. Bro, I swear to God. Uh, Vince, the real Vince, just saw Billy Jack, bro. <laughs> Elias is now Billy Jack, bro. Vince just saw the movie Billy Jack. There you go. You ever That's see that a, movie, bro? I've never seen it. Oh, no. Chris, you got to watch one of my favorite movies of all time. What a what a bad you know what Billy Jack is. But he had that's the hat. The that's hat. The Billy Jack. You remember Billy Jack Haynes? Oh yeah, definitely. That's Elias yeah. is now the second coming yeah. of Billy Jack Haynes. Portland, Oregon, ladies and gentlemen, always uh, wear the green and yellow. <laughs> Billy Billy Jack Haynes, ladies yep. and gentlemen. Yep. Uh, 
Next we have uh now you're gonna tell me that hat's not a rib. That that's not a rib, bro. Come on, man. Come on. You know it's a rib, bro. The hat's a rib. The cross's mask is a rib. What could we make these guys do? I said there has to be a meeting. What can we make these guys do? Yeah, and you know what? I can I, I just see WWE having like a big storage full of gimmicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, bro, and like, that's, that's yeah, bro. That's what happened with the remember the uh, the uh, uh, shorty G. Yep. Because yeah. those were uh, uh, Enzo shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were Enzo the, the, the G shirts, so they made a character so they could sell them. Vince, yeah. I just gave you a name for your uh, another one of your podcasts on the Realm Network. Storage full of gimmicks. Storage full of gimmicks. <laughs> I like that. Yes. Oh, absolutely, bro. Absolutely, bro. And in the storage full of gimmicks, we get the Billy Jack Hayes hat to be put on Elias 30 years later. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. Morrison backstage, uh, talking about, he pulls some weird promo talking about, he's going to beat Morrison next week. <sighs> that's, that's what you get with that. Our, uh, RK Bo celebration, uh, gets interrupted by AJ and almost, well, we, we had the whole scooter thing first though, bro. Uh, yeah, g- give them the skinny of <laughs> the, the scooter gimmick, man. I, yeah, he had a gift. He had a gift for Orton, and he's given Orton a uh, a nice little scooter with little frilly gimmicks on the handlebars. And oh uh, boy, kids love it though, bro. I'm not listening. To, but but again, Chris, it's, this is the last segment of the night. Yeah, yeah it's quarter to eleven. You're looking at at least ten thirty. Yeah, at least ten thirty. He's giving them this scooter for the kids to pop. Yeah, and it's a school night tomorrow, by the way. So, uh, kids, I, I swear you, we, we, we've got, and I'm going to say the eight, the, the same thing for AEW, bro, because, bro, there were so many things wrong with that, with the way they did, um, uh, CM Punk, bro, when you get past the fact, okay, bro, I get it. We haven't seen the guy in seven years. I get it. We're in Chicago. I get it. He was a fan favorite. I get it. The guy's going to get a ginormous pop, uh-huh. but there were so many things that were done wrong. The bottom line, bro, is we, we've got people in very, very high key positions in in all of wrestling that have no clue to what they're doing have absolutely no clue to what they're doing absolutely none zero yeah zero because we live in a culture you know what i was thinking about this is something else i was thinking about today actually i was like what is it what what is it that's just missing to me as far as what it doesn't you know the the people who i talked about the, the turns the dusty sting like just larger than life stars what is it that that is missing to me and i was like you know what this is what's missing to me pro wrestling in general feels like an intercontinental championship level across the board and back in the day when you have the world champions, the world champions were the main eventers. They're the ones that you didn't see every week. Those are the ones who aren't the workhorses, so to speak. 
The Intercontinental Championship was the workhorse title. Those were the mid-carters who had pinned the matches. I mean, you had Hart Perfect. You, you know what I mean? Like, you had the IC title match as the workhorse championship to elevate you to the main, you know, the main deal. And so every to me, I think the problem is the emphasis is on the matches so much and not the larger than life branding that everybody and everything feels like that intercontinental championship mid card workhorse type of feel to it, that nothing stands above the rest to me. Because Chris, the, the star of the show was the title. Correct. That was the most important thing. That's why everybody's there to get that title. Mm -hmm. That title is the star and the emphasis of the show. We wrote that for five years when I was there at the WWE. Everything revolved around that title, that title, that title, that title, that title. Everybody wanted the title. And the title's the star of the show. Yep. Well, bro, you you throw that out the window when you've got two shows with two titles, and then there's a U.S. title, and there's this, and there's that. Yep. So none of them mean anything, yep. bro. And it was clear, like you said, the Intercontinental title, you know that guy's next in line. Savage yep. is next mm-hmm. in line. Mm-hmm. You knew all that, bro. Today, none of that means anything, bro. Nothing. It doesn't. It it just the mid card championship was the next in line championship. Mm -hmm. Now it just feels like it draws a ceiling on like I have a mid card title, so now I'm going against people lower on the card to me. Like a Sheamus going against a Humberto Carrillo or a Ricochet. It doesn't like you're not looking up, you're looking like down, and you're trying to like you're going against like other lower mid carters to to waste time and to waste space at this point. Like that's what a mid card title feels like. It doesn't have that old school, you know, this is just the next step type of feel that Dusty did when he had it, Luger did when he had it, Wyndham, you know what I mean? Like, when they had the uh, race, Harley Race, Ric Flair, you know what I mean, Steamboat, all those people who were U.S. champions, they were still stars of the show, but they had more of a uh, ex- they had more exposure on the card because they were building up. There was good stories. You're building up toward that next level, but at the same time, the branding was like, okay, yeah, I want to get to the point where. I want to eventually be that guy. It's like someone who's put like a lot of equity and a lot of time in a business, right? You used to be the workhorse, the workhorse, the workhorse. And now you've put a lot of time in the business that you don't have to do as much as you used to do, right. but you still get paid more. You still get more, uh, you know, benefits from it because you've put in the work, you know yeah. what I mean? And so it's like, that's how it was from the intercontinental to the world title level. When you get to the world title, you don't have to be the workhorse. You don't have to wrestle every week. You don't have to be on the show every week. You kind of earn your stripes doing that. Nowadays, it's like everybody's on the show every week and nobody feels different. Nobody feel like what, what am I reaching toward? What, what am I reaching? Like if, 
if I'm at a job and I'm like, I'm being promoted to a position that requires me to do the same thing as before I was promoted and I'm not getting any benefits from it. Why do I care? Like, what am I being promoted to? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Okay. Well, when you have the intercontinental title, you have to wrestle every week and be on the show every week and be overexposed. When you get the world Todd, you have to wrestle every week and be on the and be overexposed. And it's like, ah, eh, I mean, I don't, I'm not really excited to be promoted like it used to be. You know what I mean? And bro, like I said, the whole show would revolve around the prize. We we're here to be the champion for a couple of reasons. Because number one, we want to be the best, mm-hmm. and number two, money the the money that goes with being the world. You never hear anybody talk about wanting to be like. Wh- wh- why do I at, at this point? Why do I care about Xavier Woods? Yeah. Like, what? Wh- why is he there? I mean, once in a while, you have to hear these guys talk about, well, yeah, man, I'm here because I still want to be the world champion, not I'm here because I've got a job. Right. (laughs) You know, no, bro. Like, you know, everybody always wanted to be the champion, bro. Bro, look look at when Austin and Rock were on top. Bro, at the same time, Mick wants to be champion. Taker mm-hmm. wants to be champion. Kane wants to be champion. Triple H wants to be champion. There's 10 guys that mm-hmm. want to be the champion. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And then, and then what happens, bro, is something happens so you're derailed from the championship. I got to take care of this first. Correct. And now this guy got in my way. I got to take care of that. But it's, it's something's got to derail you. Yep. These guys they're they're wrestling for the sake of wrestling austin said in one of his podcasts years ago that was just it made all the sense in the world he said that what makes someone a top star is that they either have the title are going for the title yep or are derailed from chasing the title but eventually you're going to get back to going Yep. To to be on the championship path again. Yeah. That's what makes a top guy a top guy. Yep. So I, I either am champion, I'm about to be uh number one contender and and you know and go against the title, or I'm still aiming for it. Someone comes in and tries to derail me, and I do take care of this for you know one, two months or whatever, then I'm going back onto the championship path. And so that's what makes someone a top guy you yep. don't ever feel like they're being demoted low in the card they still they have a reason why they're not in the championship picture now and and, and austin was a prime example of that yep. you know why isn't he in the championship picture right now because vince mcmahon is derailing him with the corporation right now yep. you know what i mean but at the end of the day he's going he's going to go right back to the title hunt if it's Kane, if it's Taker, if it's Triple H, you know what I mean? Like if it's some regardless of who it is, I'm going to derail you from being champion, you know, because you want the title, but I'm coming in and saying, no, I don't want you to do that. That's what makes someone a top star, and that's what makes someone consistently a top yeah, star. I mean, bro, look, look at a guy like Savage. Would would Savage have ever been just another name on the card ever? Right. 
would he have ever have been that? Like, you know, no, no matter what position Randy Savage was in, he made you feel like I can be the champion tomorrow. Yeah, like because I didn't have him like, first of all, I didn't have him read off a script. And he was so immersed in his brand yep. that he stud. He, I don't care if he was on the first match or the yep. last match. He stuck out among people because he didn't look like everybody else. Yep. Yep. He had the he had the fluorescent colors. He had the stars. He had the pomp and circumstance song. He had the cool glasses. He had the he had the gimmick. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he had the girl. He had Elizabeth, and it's like the voice and the gimmick and the and the you know like just the just the uptightness, just the real stiffness, and it's just there was. He didn't even need a championship to be a star, yeah. you know what I mean? And and it's good that he won the title because I think that's what champions should be should should be stars. But at the same time, even if he lost the title, he still he still he still macho man, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's he's still a star because he's his brand just sticks out. It, it's his brand is bigger than the business. And I think because the WWE is kind of squelching people so much, nobody other than maybe Roman Reigns, nobody's brand right now in the WWE is bigger than the business. They're not even really branding their stars right now. We talked about Crash Holly last week. He was who, branded. Bro, who are the star? Who, who are the stars on this show? Who is a star on this? And, bro, I'm not talking about that. You, they're not a star because you put them out there every week. Correct. That doesn't make you a star. Who is a star on this show right yeah. now? On, on Raw, Lashley, I suppose. But, I mean, he's, he still doesn't. I mean, he feels higher than anybody else. But, I mean, you had Drew for a second. but. He doesn't even he feels like one of the boys now. You know what I mean? Sad to say, but he feels like everybody feels like one of the boys. It just feels like someone in a locker room, you can just interchange them, you know, at will and say, Up, oh, let me see. Let's pluck in Mansoor. Let's yep. pluck in Shanky. Let's let's pluck in Akira Tozawa. Everybody, it feels like you're just plucking people from the back. And that's that's not a way to write television, as you know. So let them know about the brand, my man. Oh gosh, yeah, guys. Right now we are. Uh, I'm rebuilding my site, but so right now I'm going to ask you to go to patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. We got a lot of great shows on there, starting at like seventy five cents a week. So check that out. Nice. Hey man, follow him. What's your at uh, the Vince Russo? At the Vince Russo on uh, Twitter. At yeah. the Vince Russo. Thank you. Follow him at the Vince uh, Vince Russo, and follow me at Chris Prolific. At Chris Prolific. All right. So follow us. And uh, hey man, look, that's it for us for this week, bro. Tony, <laughs> did you see the Tony? Did you see the Nick Khan interview? No, I heard about. I heard about the Khan interview, bro. The guy's talking about Raw being four hours. Oh. I, I I will kill myself. No way. I, I will. I will. I, I bro. No, bro. Come to me for the coming to me for therapy before you. Go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna need to do. Can you imagine another hour tacked on to what we saw tonight? Oh, can you imagine man. that, Chris? Can you imagine? 
Oh. SK, we're asking for double our pay. Oh, bro, serious. I'm telling SK right now. If you think I'm doing another hour for the same price, you're out of your mind, bro. Oh, please. Oh, I, I thought that was a joke. You were serious. Oh, man, that's terrible. Oh, my gosh. Why did you tell me that, man? I was trying uh, to sleep. I was trying to sleep without nightmares tonight, Vince. So thank uh, you. Thank you for letting uh, me know that. Well, uh, <laughs> in the middle of, uh, you know, before we get to Raw B four hours, he's Vince Russo. I'm Dr. Chris Featherstone. Thank God for three hours right now. That, that's I missed the bounces. I missed the bounces. You missed the bounces? Yeah. Well, uh, I think, you know, SK, look, uh, for uh, Sports Kita, listen, let's keep uh, let's keep pushing that bounty. Let's let's keep making this a gimmick. The bounties, you know, 2021 to 2021. You know what I mean? The gimmick, the gimmick is it's 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 gone but not forgotten. And you ever you know with wrestling, man, you know, there's no such thing as retirement when it comes to professional wrestling, man. People come back for something, you know. And so hey, we might get a bounties reunion, man. Maybe, maybe one of these days, man. I hope so. We can only hope. We we can always hope, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy uh, your week of wrestling and have a good night. So long.